Hey, yo, 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 what, what's going on today, my people? Um, this is your humble correspondent, John Ross Marcus Cox, here delivering the most recent segment of the Way Too Much JRMC podcast. Last time I had to tell you that I was, uh, it's been a long time since I heard from you. Today I get to tell you it's been the exact opposite. I think I go back, was on here just within like the last 48 hours. So I'm going to start giving you way too much of me here uh, as we get things rolling now that we're doing this all the time. So again, th- thanks thanks for listening today. Don't forget, um, like, subscribe, comment, share, all that good stuff. You know, on the podcast platform of your choice, whether it be on video through YouTube or or Rumble, or if it's you know there's the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon, Google Podcasts. iHeartRadio, all all those all those uh, different mediums that it's getting shared on. Every how you want to engage with us on the, you choose the platform, and we are happy to have you. So, yeah, thanks a lot for getting back to here with me today. It is September sixth, twenty twenty two. Hope everybody had a had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. I know I had a really good one with my with my wife and kids, and you know my wife had a birthday over the weekend, and my kids always enjoyed celebrating their, their their mommy's birthday and all that. So. But personally, I'm ready to get back at it. Uh, it's football season, so I love watching watching my cats on Saturday and getting to you know do all my my pro fantasy football drafts and all, all that good stuff. So I hope y'all are enjoying that. Uh, just to kind of give everybody a quick recap here on what we what we got going on. Obviously, we are going to be looking at politics and culture through the lens of like a you know a Kentucky citizen here. But like I keep telling everybody, Kentucky is a is a uh, good lens to look through to see what's going on in the rest of the country. If it's happening here in the state of Kentucky, it's probably happening everywhere. So I'm going to always uh, do my best to extrapolate whatever issues I'm talking about over onto the national, onto a national scale. And also uh, try to make it important to hear us here to us here as far as Kentucky politics go. Um, But, you know, as we go forward, these, these daily Segments I'm going to do are, are going to be geared more towards that, more towards a national conversation, anyways. But don't uh, don't you worry, I'll still be doing my long my long form podcast as well. Um, the ones I know I know y'all love them when they're last an hour and a half or, or longer. I'm going to keep doing those just because those are my passion. I love doing research and all that good stuff. So so yeah, but hey, well listen, let's just jump right into it today. So main thing I'm going to get into today is obviously everyone everyone has heard some, you know heard something. In regards to the speech that Joe, President Biden gave last week on September first um, at Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I'm one of these people. It's hard for me to talk about things the day after or the day of or whatever because I like to I like to let them sit and stew a little bit. I like to think about them and really make sure that I'm making a good judgment or you know, that I'm not just opining and saying stupid things I'm gonna regret in a, you know, a week in a week from now. Um, but you know. At this point, I've had a long, I've had enough time. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give everybody a up front here, uh, just a little, just to notice that I I did take particular um, I I did particularly take it as an assault on my own character listening to him talk because I I voted for Donald Trump twice. I consider myself a MAGA Republican or whatever. Um, you know, but I, I consider myself that way because I don't think Donald Trump and his form of republicanism is exact as the old school what I call country club republican um, ideology. Um, I think that it's a more of a populist movement, more of a take care of our people movement, take care of our workers movement, take care of our own country movement. Whereas I think that the old school top Republicans are a little more of the free, laissez-faire, free market, knock down all of our borders. Let's let China have Uyghur Muslim slaves so we can get cheaper products. That ain't that ain't that ain't my my kind of politics. So you know I don't I just I consider myself a MAGA Republican because I'm not one of those Republicans. But I think once we get through here and we and we run through the speech, we're going to be able to dial down more so what President Biden is referring to as a MAGA Republican and what this extreme ideology is. It has nothing to do with extremism. It has to do with 
not, neither the establishment Republicans nor the Democrats liking there to be any kind of guardrail or any kind of safeguards against majority rule and just shove whatever they want to shove down our throats. You know, and that's what makes America beautiful is we have a couple of documents, uh, 51 different documents that make us unique to anywhere else in the world. Um, and, how, and how we how we, you know, look at, inst- you know, instituting those and what powers the federal government has and what powers the state government has and you know, yada, yada. But, yeah, so let's, let's jump right into the speech here. I'm going to walk through some of it. And again, y'all may think it's boring. You may think you already know enough about it to where I don't need to read any of this stuff to you. I need my jam. All right. I'm like, I want to make sure people know what, that I know what I'm talking about. I've done my research and that I'm, when I'm making, you know, making statements or opinions or talking about something that I'm, uh, that I know exactly what I'm talking about. So, okay. So here we go. Now I'm, re- I'm reading directly. This is straight from, and again, I'll put in the show notes. This is straight from the, um, speeches and remarks briefing room on, uh, whitehouse.gov that has all of the transcripts of everything. Joe Biden says everything, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris says, all that. So this is the transcript from Wise.gov on, on his speech. It says, Remarks by President Biden on the continued battle for the soul of the nation. September 1, 2022. Began at 8.03 p.m. Joe, Mr. My apologies for saying Joe Biden. I should be saying President Biden. He began saying this. I speak to you tonight from sacred ground in America, Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And for those of you all, those of you watching, as he says these words, this is what it looks like. So this this is the scene we're looking at here. President Biden and his old angry old man, his angry old man self in front of a red backdrop that looks like blood flowing down and up, up top you got a little cross thing it might be not I mean it just the the symbolism surrounding this thing surrounding this this photo could not be any more any look any worse for him I mean I don't know who who decided this was a good idea um but I will say they may have just meant it that way I think they're trying to tell us to sit down and shut up I really do think it's what they're trying to do I'm so I'm gonna leave this I'm gonna leave that up I'm going to leave that picture up for you while I'm reading this. So it says, I speak to you tonight from sacred ground in America, Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago with an idea unique among nations that in America we're all created equal. This is where the United States Constitution was written and debated. This is where we set in motion the most extraordinary experiment of self-government the world has ever known with three simple words, we the people. These two documents and the ideas they embody, equality and democracy, and let's keep that democracy word, let's keep that in, in, in mind here, are the rock upon which this nation is built. These two documents, the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, I will, I will go on and I will expand on this later, are the bedrock of this country he goes on to say but as i stand here tonight equality and democracy are under assault oh my gosh i guess you'll work or better get that assault weapon ban put in place then if it's under assault we do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise but then he goes on but first we must be honest with each other and with ourselves too much of what is happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But, Joe, I'm glad you have. Thank you for working with certain Republicans so that we can know which ones aren't MAGA. Because I, I need to know that. I need to know which Republicans in both in Washington, D.C. and then here in Kentucky, here in Frankfurt, that are old school establishment Patriot Act Bush Republicans. Because, homeboy, that ain't me. 
He's going, he goes on to say, and here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They're working right now, as I speak, in state after state to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. Well, what is happening is Republicans in individually sovereign states are working to make sure that the power to control their own elections isn't usurped by the federal government, of which it does not have the power to do so. It's specifically in the Constitution that states that states control their own elections. Now, yes, that is scary because part of what holds us together as a nation is all the states trust in one another. Okay, and so, but what they would rather see is what they would rather see everything that Florida, not Florida, but that California is doing and New York is doing impose on everyone than for all 50 states to have to have to make sure they were being fair enough to where all the other states, or at least the majority of the other states, trusted them enough to stay on the team. That's really what's at issue here. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards in America where there's no right to choose. choose. Right to choose what? Right to choose if you can murder a baby in the womb that's not you don't have a right to that no right to privacy oh really MAGA Republicans want to keep expanding the FBI and the CIA and the Patriot Act don't don't think so no right to contraception listen I have no problem with contraception but I don't know I don't see anywhere in the Constitution where you have a right to it no right to marry who you love again I don't see anywhere in the Constitution where you do have a right to marry who you want to. I mean, like, I don't even like that marrying is part of is a is a government thing. I, that, so again, they're they're the rhetoric they're using, the terminology they're using, it's just false. They promote authoritarian leaders. People listen. That is just such it's such projectionism. The only thing the Democrats and establishment Republicans want are authoritarian leaders. Fauci isn't a isn't isn't someone that MAGA Republicans are fans of. These governors that shut down schools and shut down businesses and shut down churches, they're MAGA Republicans weren't voting for those people. But while the threat to American democracy is real, I want to say as clearly as we can, we are not powerless in the face of these threats. We are not bystanders in this ongoing attack on democracy. Democracy, there it is. I'm telling you to remember that word. Because once again, just like if you've listened to other shows, what this country is undergoing is a re, redefining of terms. Okay, we have two sides that think they can just make words mean whatever they want to make it mean. And as of right now, they, they're able to do that because a large swath of this country can't, won't pick up a dictionary, won't do any research on what something means. But So we're going to go, we're going to go into some of these terms later. So remember the word democracy. Folks, it is within our power. It's in our hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy. There it is again. Attack on democracy. Assault on democracy. Tell me right now who is inflaming passions right now. I, I'm one of the people with all the guns. I ain't attacking nothing or assaulting nothing. And I don't know any of my other people that own a bunch of firearms that are trying to do that either. We're not attacking. We're not assaulting anything. And now America must choose to move forward or to move backwards. To be a nation of hope and unity and optimism or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. Okay, look at this picture. Which party is about darkness? Which party is about division? MAGA Republicans are attacking our democracy. Our democracy is under assault. <clears throat> The key to that that signals now America must choose to move forward or to move backwards. He's going to start talking about the past and how we got to be looking to the future. Here's the problem. Our Constitution 
and the guardrails that protect our, our individual liberties are from the past. So we are inherently looking backwards at all times in this country. Moving forward to them means they can run roughshod of what they want to run over and make whatever laws they want to make. That's what it really means. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. What? <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I'm even going to that section. That's that. He he sounds stupid. They embrace anger, please. This is a nation that honors our Constitution. We do not reject it. This is a nation that believes in the rule of law. We do not repudiate it. All the Democrats do is roughshod, run roughshod over the Constitution, and they believe in the rule of law. Oh, really? Anybody remember rights that were going on here in the last couple of years? Again, that has nothing to do with me saying that if I if I empathize with the reasons any of those things were going on, it doesn't mean that. It just means that the rights were happening regardless. The violence was happening regardless of what of my opinions on that. We are still at our core a democracy. There it is again. Was it, was it four or five times already? And yet history tells us that blind loyalty to a single leader and a willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. Okay, well, a willingness to engage in political violence and blind loyalty to a single leader, those aren't mutually exclusive or mutually inclusive. I would say the biggest differentiating factor between Republicans and all the sects inside the Republican Party versus the Democratic Party is the Republican Party's unwillingness to show blind loyalty to any one individual. I, I'm a I'm a Trump supporter, and he's almost lost me several times because he won't shut up about the vaccine. Just shut up. It's not good. I know you're happy that you, you've invented it. Or you or not invented it, but you helped develop it or whatever, so you think you want credit, but brother, you shouldn't want credit for something that ain't doing anybody good. So, even someone like me, like Trump, has to watch what he says because I'm not just going to. I'm not going to follow him blindly. I'm not going to do that. Okay, it's the Democrats that want to. Whatever Fauci says goes. Whatever Biden says goes. Whatever Obama says goes. Okay, they're the ones that are willing to pledge allegiance to any one individual. For a long time, we told ourselves that American democracy is guaranteed, but it's not. We have to defend it, protect it, stand up for it, each and every one of us. And thank goodness thank goodness we have people that will. Okay. That's why tonight I'm asking our nation to come together, unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy regardless of your ideology. We're all called by duty and conscience, conscience to confront extremists who will put their own pursuit above power above all else. Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans... Notice he didn't say mainstream Democrats. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving American democracy than MAGA Republicans are to destroying American democracy. We've seen FBI agents just doing their job as directed, facing threats to their own lives from their own fellow citizens. Okay? There should, no one should be threatening anybody's lives. Let's go ahead and say that. But what this is really talking about is, again, they think if a government institution, elected or appointed or otherwise, if they give one of their workers a directive, they should be able to perform those objectives. Regardless of what the Constitution says, regardless if they have a mandate inside that organization to be able to do that or not. FBI agents illegally spying on individuals should not just be set back and I mean like they should, they should just be able to like do it whenever they want to because we're not allowed to say anything. Okay, we have a constitutionally protected right to not 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 like undergo un, unwarranted searches and seizures.
he goes on to say, we're a big, complicated country, but democracy endures only if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic. And we are going to go into that here in a second. Notice that he can't say guardrails without saying republic. Because there's a difference between democracy and a, republic, and a constitutional republic. There, are, there, is a, there is a huge, glaring difference. They don't understand what every patriotic American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. Exactly, you can't. But loving my country does not mean that I love the politicians that are that are running it at the moment. Does not mean that I love the ideologies and the indoctrination that's that's running rampant through our public school system. It doesn't mean that I just have to shut up and take it, bend over and take it, just because the other party wins. No, we're we are a country of fighters. This is exactly who we are. And I'm from Appalachia, so we're even more so. I'm Irish Cherokee, baby. We don't just we don't roll over for anybody. American democracy this is a good one. American democracy only works only if we choose to respect the rule of law and the institutions that were set up in this chamber behind me. Only if we respect our legitimate political differences. Notice that again, terminology matters. Legitimate is a very, very subjective word. Who determines what's legitimate? The majority. It's exactly what our founding fathers were protecting things against. We're protecting us against was the rule of the mob. Look, as your president, I would defend our democracy with every every fiber of my being, and I'm asking every American to join me. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness and despair. I believe we could lift America from the depths of COVID. So we passed the largest economic recovery package since, since FDR. I believe we could build a better America, so we passed the biggest infrastructure investment since President Dwight D. Eisenhower. I believe we could make America safer, so we passed the most significant gun safety law since President Clinton. I believe we could go from being the highest cost of prescriptions in the world to making prescription drugs and healthcare more affordable, so we passed the most significant healthcare reform since President Obama, since President Obama signed the Affordable Care Act. And I believe we could create we could create a clean energy future and save the planet. So we passed the most important climate initiative ever, ever, ever. First of all, Mr. Uh, President Biden, that whole like we the people thing doesn't sound very good coming off your mouth and everything. Every other word is I, 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 I. If I was at football practice in about an hour and 15 minutes and one of my kids is saying I, I, I like that, I'd make him run laps. I'd probably shame him a little bit for saying I so much. <clears throat> it's par for the course for you. I also want to ask you this. How much of this that's in here was executive order and not passed? How much of it in here was passed under the guise that whatever the Constitution says doesn't matter, but since the majority of the people in Congress want to pass it, it doesn't matter. We can pass whatever we want. That, that's what they think. That's what they. Whenever they can't pass something, they see it as like, as a detriment, and as a uh, personal thing. They don't see it as like, oh, oh, the, oh. Well, the Constitution says that, so we have to figure out a different way. Moving forward, the soul of America is defined by the sacred proposition that all are created equal in the image of God, that all are entitled to be treated with decency, dignity, and respect, that all deserve justice and a shot at, li- at lives of prosperity and consequence. And that democracy, democracy must be defended, for democracy makes all these things possible. Democracy begins and will be preserved in we, the people's habits of heart and our character. Optimism that is tested yet endures. Courage that digs deep when we need it. Empathy that fuels democracy. The willingness to see each other, not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. Look, our democracy is imperfect. It always has been. Notwithstanding those folks you hear on the other side there, they're entitled to be outrageous. This is a democracy. But history and common sense, good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. Okay, so unless you have their common sense and good manners as they see it, you can't be, you can't be, can't be about American democracy. 
But history and common sense tells us that opportunity, liberty, and justice for all are most likely to come to pass in a democracy. Actually, nope, it's not. That's not it. Our task is to make our nation free and fair, just and strong, noble and whole. And this work is the work of democracy, the work of this generation. And if we all do our duty, if we do our duty in 2022 and beyond, then ages still to come will say we, all of us here, we kept the faith. We preserved our democracy. I have no doubt, none, that this, that this is who we will be and that we'll come together as a nation that will secure our democracy. And may God protect our nation and may God protect all those who stand watch over our democracy. God bless you all. Democracy. Thank you. Everybody slid all that thing. First of all, if you can't see the picture, just picture Joe Biden, old old Uncle Joe standing up at a podium with a dripping red background with two Marines silhouettes behind him and some symbolism from some kind of, I don't know if they wanted that to look like a cross or a swastika or what above his head, but they, they wanted it to look like something. Imagine that. And then just imagine him rambling and saying democracy a million times. And that's what, that's basically what happened. That's, that's all that happened. Take you to one other thing here. So with that, with that word democracy in mind, let's go for and read one other thing. So this is a tweet from the good old Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <clears throat> this is from August 27, 2019. So this isn't like an, this isn't a new, uh, concept here that I'm talking about. Her tweet said, well, it's official. Republicans are now arguing that the U.S. isn't and it and shouldn't be a democracy. This is what they believe. From lobbyists writing their bills to sabotaging our civil rights, the GOP works to end democracy. In reality, we have to grow it. And here lies the core issue, what I want to talk to you about today. The terminology. They know that most people are unaware of the constitutional republic framework that we have in this country. They know that when you say the word democracy, what you hear is count the votes and whoever has the most wins. And that's fine if everyone is in agreement that if something gets the majority of votes and it contradicts something in this, this is the Constitution of the United States, if it contradicts something in this or assumes a power that isn't specifically listed in this, they might throw it out. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. Okay, that's... that. that if we're assuming that, I could go, we could go along with that, but that's not what they know when people hear democracy. They think that you mean, okay, we'll all vote, and if, if you get, all, get enough senators, enough House of Representative members, then it passes. That's what they think. But here's the other part, and the much more scarier, scarier part. There are those of them that don't even realize <clears throat> that we're not a democracy. <clears throat> I've seen it on a federal level, and I've seen it firsthand on a state level, that our own elected representatives aren't aware of exactly what is in our state and federal constitutions. They aren't. They aren't. We think because we vote them in there that they that they immediately just overnight wake up the next morning, and now the Lord Jesus above has bestowed upon them through his infinite wisdom all the all the information and framework of the United States of America that's not what happens they're regular Joe people that went to the same public schools as we did and didn't even get a civics education some of them are so young representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I try to keep it respectful on here, so I try to use their full names and call them representatives and presidents and senators and all that. I'm not trying to just be a opinion pundit here, a Republican you know, 
Shill. She probably didn't even watch How the Bill Becomes a Law cartoon that we all that most of us did that are over thirty years old. They don't know. They don't know their specific ways that taxes can get get passed. They don't know there's there's a specific chamber of Congress that is that holds the the purse strings. They don't know that the only power the federal government has is what's specifically listed in this document. They think as long as they vote on it and it passes that it, it that it is law, that it can be law. That's what they think. There are Republicans and there are Democrats and everyone in between that think that. So anybody that thinks that that's on one side of the aisle or the other, you're you're smoking something. Okay, there are people on the right side of the aisle that would try and pass certain laws to enforce certain things for because it's a right wing ideology deal as far as religion or whatever. Like they'll try to do it and they can't because of this, and 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 in Kentucky's and in Kentucky's uh, case because of this. The Kentucky Constitution. Now I'm going to go back here. I'm going to go to my big screen here and talk to you a little bit. So just like with our, when I was talking to you about uh, the abortion debate and the fact that the problem with the abortion debate was that we don't operate under the same terminology of what an abortion, like there actually is a definition of abortion. If you end a pregnancy and you attempt to save the child's life, and they still end up passing away, you didn't have an abortion. Many Americans think that you had one. You didn't. Many Americans think we have a straight democracy. We do not. We have a constitutional republic. And the main point of that constitutional republic is we are a representative democracy, so we vote for representatives at multiple levels. But we are safeguarded from the majority rule in uh, you know in several ways, primarily by anything that is being voted on by our government has to fall within the guidelines of our state and federal constitutions. And that and therein lies the problem. We've saw it We've seen it through COVID. We've seen it through all this other stuff. It's not necessarily the quickest way to get things done. It's usually the it, a lot of, most of the time it's the slowest way. They didn't like it that everyone wouldn't just bend to Fauci's will. We have our own state constitutions. They don't like it that every state doesn't move along at the same pace on social issues. So they want to try to say that they want to try to say that you have a constitutionally protected right to, to an abortion. It, I, listen, I ain't, I ain't the smartest man on the planet, but I can tell you right now, I can read through this and I can't find anything about any kind of right to anything, to something like that. There's a, there'll be a process. They can file an amendment and try to pass an amendment, but they don't want to because it's slow and it requires... Thorough research and a very good ground game to spread the word and spread your message to get everyone to vote to you know vote for the addition in all their state legislatures and all that they they don't want to do all that they because they think you're stupid and that they're there and they've gotten there because they're smarter than you and therefore they should be able to vote for it I mean that's that's what they think. When he talks about how we gotta hold, we gotta be steadfast in our protection of our democracy. I will admit, I, I, I'll, I'll agree with him there. I just gotta mark out the word democracy and put in constitutional republic. We do have to protect that at all cost, because that's what is that's what makes us different than the rest of the world. 
is the fact that we have doc we have very thorough documents that tell the federal government these are the these are the things you can do and anything that's not in here it is left to the states or to the people but you can't just you know conjure up things out of you know because X amount of House of Representative members voted for it, and then a, a certain number of senators voted for it. So now that now the power starts, it's not how it works. And there's a few of these in here, just like this. Let's go look at this. Let's go look at this. And this is just, again, me, Joe Schmo, reading through these and telling you this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about. Mem- Fourth Amendment: the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. The Fourth Amendment says the FBI has to have a, as narrow and specific of a reason of violating your privacy as possible. They can't go in and say, we think they might have taken some confidential papers. So we want to search in there for anything from the from January 20th of when 2018 to January 20th of 2022. You can't do that. It's not how it works. Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Nothing in there about regulating it uh, to a point because to where you can't have 20, you can only have 20 round clips and not 30 round clips. So it says you, you can regulate the militia, the National Guard, but the people have a right to keep and bear arms. So don't get the well-regulated militia part mixed up. They have a right to have a a well-regulated militia as a state, but the people have a right to keep and bear arms. Let's go look at this one. Amendment, the Sixth Amendment. In all criminal prosecutions, the the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. It does not say to the speediest and most public possible. It says to a, a right to a speedy and public trial it doesn't care if you jammed up the the criminal justice system with so many people that were, you know, carrying a joint in their pocket, or if you've made so many laws to where you can't possibly elect enough judges to see. I mean, that's they did this on purpose because they didn't want us having a criminal justice system that was so crammed, jam packed with nonsense that we were locking people up as accused for years and years and years before they even got a trial. The Eighth Amendment, excessive bail should not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. You can't, they don't have the right to vote, or the or judges don't have a right to use their judgment to require bail of someone that could not reasonably, with if they could live a hundred lifetimes, to save up enough money to pay that bail. You have a right to not face excessive bail. The right may not like that right. It's still there. It's still there. That's and that's to me that's that's the difference between a MAGA Republican and an establishment Republican. As far as I'm concerned, you are innocent until proven guilty, and you have a right to not face excessive bail. It's our job as a culture to make it un- culturally unacceptable to commit crime after crime after crime and abuse the innocent until, bro- until proven guilty concept. Then you have the 10th Amendment. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited to it by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. If it's not in this book, you cannot vote to give the power to yourself. There were certain founding fathers that didn't even want to give us a Bill of Rights, which is the first Ten Amendments. They didn't even want to do a Bill of Rights. You know why? Because they were afraid that it would be misconstrued to make people to try to tell people these are the only rights you have. That all the other rights are that all the other powers are within the government. No. The Tenth Amendment was specific to say 
just because we wrote these down doesn't mean these are the only the only powers that that are the only rights you have as an individual. It's actually the exact opposite. So that's just from the federal from the federal government here. And same thing goes for our state government. And let's 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 talk about in reference to this most recent the COVID situation. This local control, local control, local control. The Republicans in Kentucky, we have a, we have a state supermajority with the Republicans. I think it's somewhere like it's it's dang near eighty percent of our legislature's Republicans. And in the heat of the moment with COVID, even some of the ones that I like fell fell guilty of this because again, the states got raised and they started getting worried that they're what the, the things they were they were voting on were going to have like an imminent impact on people's lives. Guess what? They everything you do has an imminent impact on people's lives. You may not be one where you have to worry about them dying because of it, like you did with COVID. But again, that's why they put the constitutions in place so that you didn't have to worry about the emotional baggage of certain votes because it's if it's not if you don't have the power to do it in the first place, then you have cover. So let's talk about our local school boards. When we talk about masks and when I was trying to get masks and all the COVID protocols out of schools and, and I wrote the H, you know the amendment to HB fifty one, my point was this. I'm not asking you to reallocate power from our local school boards to the state legislature. What I'm asking you to do is to admit to everyone and say, back when we gave school boards that power, we didn't actually have it to give them. And we realize that now. So we are relinquishing the power that we never had in the first place. We can't decide as a state government to just to give any local elected body any power that we want. The same way, obviously this happens all over the place, and I'm sure some judge misconstrued you know, the Constitution in some way to make, but like, local school boards aren't supposed to be able to levy taxes. That is held to our state legislature specifically. The House of Representatives. Because they represent the people. The people are the ones that don't want that won't want their taxes raised. The Senate represents the, the counties that they that they're from. So they actually are acting in the county's best interest. On a federal level, senators represent their states. They don't represent you. Which is why we shouldn't even be voting for federal senators. Because they're not supposed to represent us. They're representing the state that we live in. The House of Representatives, they represent us. They're out. The the House of Representatives are representing us. The People's House. So they started giving all these powers to school boards that they don't have to give to them. Just because we're in, it's a state of emergency doesn't. I don't care what the state legislature granted the governor in emergency powers if they don't have the power to grant to him in the first place. The freedom, the First Amendment. The freedom to practice religion is not only a freedom when it ain't an emergency. They actually wanted to make sure that in the worst of times, in the worst of emergencies, in the worst of circumstances, that your freedom to practice religion the way that you see fit was was never, it was not in question. Yet we have state legislatures. Kentucky's, uh, Kentucky's, is one of them. That wasn't. It wasn't this most. It wasn't this currently elected body that granted Kentucky's governor this authority. But they certainly could say, and they have to be very specific in their in their language because it, they would challenge it in court. But as long as they as long as they put it in there straight. Straight to the point, we are revoking these emergency powers that we we never had the right to grant him in the first place because the Constitution is the Constitution 
most, most, mostly, most definitely in cases of emergency. You don't need, you don't need protections in peacetime. You need them in wartime. I don't need the right to practice religion when no one's trying to infringe on my right to practice religion. Now let's go over and talk about some other stuff in the Kentucky Constitution. And again, it's a perfect example. Section 46 of the Kentucky Constitution says bills must be reported by committee, printed and read how bills called from committee, votes required for passage. Now listen to this. Now remember, we talked about this in a previous previous episode. Shall means must. Shall does not mean should, where should means recommended. Shall means must in legal terminology, in legalese. No bill shall be considered for final passage unless the same has been reported by a committee and printed for the use of the members. Every bill shall be read at length on three different days in each house. But the second and third readings may be dispensed with, a major- with by a majority of all the members elected to the house in which the bill is pending. But whenever a committee refuses or fails to report a bill submitted to it in a reasonable time, the same may be called up by any member and be considered in the same manner it would have been considered if it had been reported. Let me get into this for a second. Every, time, every session, our state legislature in Kentucky, and this is the same thing on a federal level, and I'm sure it's the same in every other state, both chambers of Congress vote on the rules that they're going to abide by during that session. They have a constitution... It's actually specifically stated they have the right to do that. However, they do not specifically have the right to bypass the Constitution because they chose to do so in their rules for for any given session. If it's in the Constitution, it's because they said this is specific. No matter what, you have to abide by this. And I know know they know this because I'm going to give you two examples. One is the commit. One is the way the committees work. This says every bill shall be read at length of three different days in each house. But the second and third readings may be dispensed with by a majority of all the members elected to the house in which the bill is pending. But whenever a committee refuses or fails to report a bill. Submitted to it in a reasonable time. Same may be called by a member. They could. There's obviously all these committees. There's education committee. There's finance committee. There's insurance committee. There's local law committee. There's all these committees. Those are the committees that they they assign bills to, once they actually you know think they might get a chance. They might have a chance. But because every bill has to be assigned to a committee, because the Constitution says it does, they had to invent a committee to assign all bills to, of which that really small committee will then divvy it up and decide if it actually gets to a committee that means anything. And this original committee is the Committee on Committees. That Committee on Committees wouldn't be there if they weren't acknowledging the fact that every bill has to be assigned to a committee. So that's the first. That's one part of this of this of section forty six. The other, the other section says, if a committee refuses or fails to report a bill submitted to it in a reasonable time, reported report means vote on it. So they fail to vote on a bill in a reasonable amount of time. The bill may be considered in the same manner it would have been considered if it had been reported. But guess what? I've talked with reps and they they have said they agreed in their rules that basically that if it is if it doesn't get a vote in a committee it's just, they're just not going to call it they're acting like that's not even a, like it's not a constitutional right you'd be seen you'd be black you know blackballed black you'd be a black sheep if you were to try to call that and then the other one and the biggest the biggest concern from this one is no bill shall be every bill shall be read at length on three different days i have uh, i have approached several different legislators on this are there is not a bill that is read at length 
forget three different days, on any given day in each house. Because at length means in full. Based on the time they were writing this, they were writing the Kentucky Constitution in 1891. At length meant in full. Currently, we read our bills by bill and and by title and summary. By bill number, title, and summary. So if it's a bill on education, it may be 100 pages long, but it'll say... HB 51, a bill related to education and COVID-19 protocols. Even though the bill itself was 30 pages long. Every bill shall be read at length on three different days in each house. Moving on. Section 57 of the Kentucky Constitution. Member having personal interest to make disclosure and not vote. A member who has a personal or private interest in any measure or bill proposed or pending before the General Assembly shall, which means must, disclose the fact to the House of which he is a member and shall not vote thereupon pain of expulsion. They voted behind the scenes to forego that. They don't have the right to do that. If you have a personal or private interest in any measure or bill, you are not supposed to vote on it. Senator Alvarado, when you voted in the committee on HB 28 and you said you voted yes because you wanted to be uh, nice to Savannah Maddox, were you actually voting yes because you felt like that was morally more acceptable than not than Voting no because you know you're not supposed to vote on any measure where you have a personal or private interest in it. Don't tell me you don't have a private, a, a, a personal interest in promoting and making everyone get vaccines or whatever if you own stock in Pfizer. If you're a medical doctor and your practice will benefit from everyone being forced to get the shot or any kind of immunization or any kind of medical treatment. And it says, if you do vote and don't disclose your personal private interest, you would do so upon pain of expulsion. What about people that own hospital stock? What about people that own prison stock and continue to pump in our minority populations into, into, the, into the criminal justice system. Don't tell me you care about minorities and poor people. If you're going to keep letting people vote on bills that keep pumping people into the system that own, I don't care if it's one stock or if it's a mutual fund that is on the periphery uh, controls stock in a company. It doesn't say that it has to be a certain degrees removed and you can still vote on it. It says if you have a personal or private interest of any kind in any bill or measure. Let's keep going on. I got three more. Section 173. Officer receiving private on public funds guilty of a felony. They're receiving directly or indirectly by any officer of the Commonwealth or any or, or of any county, city, or town or member of, or officer of the General Assembly of any interest, profit, or Perquisites arising from the use uh, use or loan of public funds in his hands or monies to be raised through his agency for state, city, town, district, or county purposes shall be deemed a felony. Said offense shall be punished as may be prescribed by law, a part of which punishment shall be disqualification to hold office. Somebody do that research for me. People that are elected and in our body of government cannot directly or indirectly profit from any public monies that they've directed into certain pro- into any program. Think about that for a second. Section 180, an act or ordinance levying any tax must specify purpose for which alone money may be used. Every act enacted by the General Assembly and every ordinance and resolution passed by any county, city, town, or municipal board or local legislative body 
levying a tax shall specify distinctly the purpose for which said tax is levied and no tax levied and collected for one purpose shall ever be devoted to another purpose. I can't think I can't tell you one tax and what specifically it's being spent on. It doesn't it can't it can't be a general it, it's spent on education. It says shall specify distinctly the purpose, not generally the purpose. Section 23, General Assembly to provide for school system. The General Assembly shall, by appropriate legislation, provide for an efficient system of common schools throughout the state. An efficient system. The Jefferson County public school system has a $1.8 billion budget. Billion dollars. Whenever the war on drugs was first being waged across this country under President Reagan back in 1981, when you account for inflation, the total budget it had, they had for the war on drugs, was $355 million each year. The Kentucky Department of Education has a $1.8 billion budget. Think about that. The democracy Joe Biden is talking about, we do not live in it. We live in a country of laws. We live in a country with elected representatives that are constrained by our United States Constitution and our state constitutions. If it's not in those documents, the power lies in us. We the people. Joe, talk, Joe Biden talks about we the people. If it ain't in those documents, we the people have the power. We do not live in a democracy where if the government wants to do something, all they have to do is vote on it. And any constitutions be damned. We do not live in that country. And our founders did not never wanted us to be living in a country where the common person can't understand their rights without paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for an attorney. The constitutions as, as they are written are not are not rocket science. Or like the, what I like to refer to as rocket science-ry. They're pretty easy to understand. And with a little bit of research and a little bit of putting your head in the, you know, into, the, into the binding of the book, you can find out what it's saying. You can find out that when it says shall, it means they have to do it. You can find out that at length meant in full. Didn't mean by title and summary. Six words to explain to you what 160 pages means. That's not, that's not what it meant. So stop letting this man lie to you. It's, I mean, it's, it's make, it's, I'm so frustrated by it. Everybody's going to mess around until one of two things happens. Either a true crazy person is going to be elected in president in, into the, the major offices of this country because people get so fed up with it. Or we're going to have to elect somebody who is straight up just like actually a man of the people. Somebody who doesn't have no, nothing to gain from it financially because they're broke. Somebody who ain't worried about money. And, you know, maybe that's what we need. But I don't think, I know I don't, and I don't think y'all want this either, somebody like me becoming a president. That's what's going to happen. And just, just for just for clarity, I would be the latter, not the former, not the demagogue authoritarian. But we got to stop, let, listen to these people lie to you and tell you that things mean things when they don't. Or just deceive you by telling things are what they are not. We are not a true dem a democracy in the, in the true democracy sense they are trying to make you think we are. Everybody doesn't vote on everything. Our elected officials cannot just vote on anything they want and pass anything they want. There is a guardrail 
in place to keep them from trampling on your individual rights. And those rights are guaranteed in the worst of times. That's the whole stinking point. I appreciate y'all listening. Hopefully y'all got something out of this. We're going to keep putting out more and more content like this. So please, if you, if you enjoyed what you heard tonight, you'll like, sub, like, like, subscribe, share, comment, shoot me an email at jrmc at waytoomuchmedia.com. Just engage in the, engage in the, we got to, we have to create our own communities. We got to, we got to, we got to do away with mainstream media, the mainstream. You know, I'm doing a little air quotes there. I ain't a mainstream Republican. My gut tells me if you're listening to this, if you're, even if you're a Democrat, you're not a mainstream Democrat. You care about America and American jobs and American workers and American exceptionalism. You, you care about America's children. Not that we don't care about all the children, but we got to take care of our children first. Like, subscribe, share, follow us on whatever podcast channel you, that, you, that you want. It's been a pleasure being here with you today, and I'll be back uh, talking to you here in the next, in the next 48 hours. So y'all have a good evening. Again, this is way too much JRMC. Peace out.